Welcome to episode 11 of the podcast, and this is the third episode of our macronutrient series, and we're going to talk all about protein. We're going to talk about what protein is, why it's important, and the ultimate question, how much should you eat for building muscle, and when should you eat it, and we'll talk about the different you know, types of protein sources, um, and that's really important for vegans and vegetarians. Um, so, I think, well, I was just reading that protein comes from the Greek word protos, which means first or primary, most important. Um, and, yeah, protein is so, so important. And I would say one of the macronutrients most people struggle to get in enough. Um, And I think a lot of people feel like protein is just important if you want to build muscle or if you're a bodybuilder, but actually for everybody, it is so important because it is, you probably remember from school, everyone's like, protein is the building blocks of life. And it really, really is. Um, So this is not just for people who train, but it's for everybody um, you know, and again, as you get older, you actually need even more protein, but we will get into that. Um, so just like with, you know, carbohydrates and fats, you know, protein has its role and it's not, its primary role is not energy. <clears throat> it can be broken down into energy, but we're, as I said, using it for, for building, repair, recovery. Um, that is its main role. And, um, I mean, it, yeah, it can be broken down for energy, and that's gluconeogenesis, but your body's got to be pretty desperate for that. Um, and like, unlike, sorry, fats and carbs, protein cannot be stored. Um, and then that's where there's, you know, I think quite a lot of confusion. People are like, oh, you know, how much should I eat? Is there, you know, benefit to sort of, overeating protein um, and all of that but I think let's look at the basic blocks of protein and so proteins are broken down into smaller and smaller units you know the way carbs are broken down into glucose and fats are broken down into fatty acids proteins are broken down into amino acids and then you've probably heard about well I don't know essential and non-essential amino acids I don't know all of them. Maybe you guys know the names, but I can't. Uh, I, I, <laughs> no. I mean, I wrote them down before I started. Just to be, don't forget if I was asked. Yeah. But yeah. there's actually 22 amino acids, but humans only use 20 to make protein. Yeah. Some other animals use all 22. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And when it comes to, I guess, protein synthesis is leucine, so that's... Uh, yeah. That's... Like, they are the nine essential amino acids in the distribution, so yeah. 
probably talk about a bit more about yes yeah. there's one our body can't synthesize and we can only get from food and yeah it's a short list but yeah uh, in one of them leucine and, and lysine is another one but and the other important one we've talked about a little bit in all our chat is uh, tryptophan yeah when we talk about sleep and everything else and you know and that's one of the essential amino acids that make up is used protein synthesis as well yeah it's uh it's crazy because um i guess not many people know but um you get them mostly from animal products and um this is where I guess vegetarians and vegans now have a problem when it comes to meeting protein needs. Yeah, um, but let's just take it back a bit. We will get into that because that's yeah. really interesting. Like, you are always breaking down and rebuilding proteins the whole time. That's why yeah. it's really important to have a consistent supply of protein. So we, we use protein. Um, so it's broken down into amino acids, mm -hmm. and those are then rebuilt into different types of proteins, which we use for enzymes, we use to make hormones, we use to make neurotransmitters, antibodies, transport, and structural proteins. So, you know, protein, the, the rebuilding and breaking down of proteins is called protein turnover. So you might have heard of that term. And that's just going on the whole time. But it's not the most sort of efficient process. So we generally lose a bit more than we, we use. And this is actually dependent on energy balance, which again we've talked of before. So if we need more amino acids than we are bringing in, our body will start breaking down, you know, like muscle tissue to get those aminos. So again, that's why it's really important to be getting in enough protein throughout the day. Because remember, we do not store it. So like Leon said, protein synthesis is, is the, the creation of, of protein. And then pro protein breakdown is now breaking down protein structures into you know, amino acids. So, and those are all affected by our health. Mm -hmm. Our genetics, nutrition, exercise, stress, age. Um, so you know, not not everyone's sort of ideal protein intake is the same. You know, if if you're someone who trains a lot, you're gonna need more than your average person. Um, so it's 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 yeah, it's a constant process going on, and you know. I guess most people who, well, I think most people who listen to this podcast do train, um, and we're, we're all in the business of trying to build muscle, um, and that's where protein does become, you know, really important, and because yeah. you can't get all your protein, you know, body can't make all your protein, you know, your, your intake from your diet is really important, so getting in enough of, you know, the, uh, sorry, the essential amino acids, you know, is, is going to be key. And again, not just if you do train, but if you do train, it's going to be even more important because we kind of want the, what would you call it, like net protein to be positive. 
because that will lead to anabolism. I can never say that. <laughs> so that's where the word anabolic comes from. You know, you, you want to be taking in more protein than you use. Because if you don't, you know, muscle is an expensive tissue for your body. So, you know, if, if you ain't using it and if you ain't getting in enough protein, it's going to break it down. And that is catabolism. Yeah. No, no, I was just going to say she uh, Claire said a very good point of the positive, you know, balance of the protein. Because I think she mentioned before we started a lot is used up in the body and wasted because... I think people forget, you know, digestion starts from mouth all the way down. And some is used in protein synthesis. A lot more is used in our organs, you know, the brain. And I think when, when, when you tell people, you know, like your, your protein intake for the training you're doing is probably low, people often think of just muscle and forget, you know, there's... Protein, like like we said, even in, I guess, uh, school, when you're younger, you're told protein is a building block of life. And it's because of that one particular reason. It's used up in the body, I guess, not only for muscle, but, you know, all the other organs. And it's a very key part of our survival. Yes, yeah, so every cell has a myrosine site, which is... Um, you know, a site where it, it converts protein synthesis, every cell. Mm -hmm. Now, how many of these sites are in a cell depends on many different variables, yeah. you know, from the genetic composition to the type of cell, you know, muscle cells have more, also someone who's, you know, trains more, you know, has more needs, so he creates more. And these are little, little factories, essentially, for making protein, you know, protein synthesis factories. And people who are on anabolics have more. So cells that are like fast, um, fast at dividing also have a lot more. So cancer cells and things also have a lot more, whereas some sites, because they're constantly manufacturing yeah. and dividing. But the fact is every cell in the human body has these sites. Therefore, there is a need for important for people to realize the difference between minimal levels of protein just for everyday usage and um, the need for protein for, for, say, building muscle, you know, or being sort of optimal in your health. You know, I think, you know, something like, is it 0 0.8 grams of protein per kg of muscle? So a sort of a minimal amount to have just to sort of live a relatively healthy life with you know, being able to provide your cells everything it needs. But when you start throwing in being active, you know, not even training, but like say you've got kids or yeah. you've got dogs you've got or you've got a, an active job, you know, this this need goes up straight away. And then you throw training into the mix or somebody likes to go running and that you know that throws that off again. You know, it's constantly, you know, it's adding to that minimal base amount going up yeah i think so that 0 0.8 gram per kilo of um body weight that's like to prevent deficiency it's so low that is so low but yeah that's what you need not to to get ill but i think the the sort of optimal range is 1.5 grams to 2 grams per kilo of 
body weight. Um, And I mean, studies have shown, you know, going up to 4.4 grams, but that actually has no, no added benefit to muscle protein synthesis compared to the sort of 1.5 to 2. I mean, some, I think some people show, I think everyone is different. Some people probably do do better with, you know, the higher protein, but you know, the, that, yeah, the literature states between 1.5 to 2, and... I always, I always go on a, a pound, uh, a gram per pound of body weight. Yeah. This is nice, easy information, man. Yeah. Um, easy, yeah. Makes the math easy for me when I'm working it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people don't realise, you know, even day to day, generally, most, we lose about 30 to 50% of our protein intake gets converted to glucose because we just don't use a lot of people are just eating their food. This is all a general pop thing. You know, general people, you know, they have these meals that they only eat, say, three times a day. It's big protein in, say, like, you know, big Sunday on one of their meals they'll have roast chicken. So Sunday roast dinner. Because it's not spread out across the day, they're just eating that protein in one sitting. They're wasting 30 to 50% of the protein. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy. I was reading uh, research... Um just this morning when uh, uh, reading for the podcast. And it, it's like um, the, the less active you are, the more protein you'll need to trigger protein synthesis. So if you're not eating enough protein and you're not training, you know, you're, you're, you're just eating, it's getting wasted and you're not, it's like you said, it's just being converted into energy that you'll never use in your body. So it's like you, you either need to, up your protein intake to trigger protein synthesis or to train and you can imagine if you're doing neither of those and that's when a lot of people are like but i eat my protein and i just keep you know gaining weight or gaining fat and it's it's like it's also it's, yeah protein breakdowns a slow process very <laughs> and yeah it's not so you can't just you know so you know it's no, you know we always say you know it's the anabolic wind after training is really a true thing some people just like it, but because it does, protein does take a while to break down, you know, free to, you know, when we look at, you know, slow processes, and when we, we go on to gluconeogenesis later, and that's a super slow process, it takes like, four hours to see a spike in blood and insulin. Yeah. So therefore, you know, having a load of protein just before bed, you know, in the middle of the night when you're least active, you're not using it, it's going to convert, and you get, you know, blood, blood sugar spikes in your sleep. So this is why, you know, we talk about having that sort of drip feed of protein through the day and having it spread because, you know, it is a slow process, but, you know, you'll think about later in the night when you're sleeping, you know, you want spikes of blood, sugar, then you want to be able to just use your proteins for your daily activities. Yeah, I mean, the a lot of people are like, you know, you always hear like, oh, you should, you can only use 20 to 30 grams of protein you know per, per meal but your body can absorb all the protein yeah. that you eat but what it actually uses for muscle protein synthesis yeah. is is yeah. less and and the studies have shown that sort of between 20 to 40 grams so if you have 50 grams of, of protein in a meal I mean your body's going to use it but it's not all going to go to building muscle, muscle yeah. 
And, and then, you know, the type and quality of protein you eat will affect that. But that's what Andy said, if you can spread the protein throughout the day, that is most optimal um, for your body to use that for muscle protein synthesis. Because if you're just eating, yeah, like whole roast yeah. chicken at night, your body's only going to use like 20 to 40 grams of that for muscle protein synthesis. The rest of it, you know, is going to go for, you know, to other metabolic functions. So, and I think it is Lane Norton's research that he did showed that um, it's m most optimal, again, for muscle protein synthesis to, to have that 20 to 40 grams of protein every, I think it's, is it three to four hours? Yeah. Or between three to five hours? Um, and I think that works out like four or five meals a day. Yeah, pretty you much. Know, so yeah. It, it, that's where intermittent fasting is not good if you are trying to build muscle because you've got this massive window, you know, where you are, you're not taking in any protein. And that's where I said before, you, your body will start breaking down, you know, muscle tissue because it's expensive to maintain. Right. So yeah, if you, if you are someone who's looking to uh, maintain and build muscle, IF is not Just, ideal. I, yeah, I think any, any sort of... Uh daily fasting will, will, will not help because you you have this long window where you don't have food and then you have this short window where, you know, it's like, um, like uh, you're just constantly eating. It's, you know, it's like you're not factoring in the digestion and the processes for yeah. whether it's the protein synthesis, whether it's the carbs or fats because you're, you're like, yeah, I'm fasting so I have five hours to eat 3,000 calories and... And you want, and probably most of it, you know, will just be wasted or stored. Yeah, because you can't store protein. Remember that you yeah. cannot store protein in the way you can um, fats and carbs. So, Andy, do you want to tell us about gluconeogenesis? Sounds like it's from the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, you know that. So, there's a really sort of you know gluconeogenesis uses pre enzymes, you know, which will Things like you know, PP PEP, which is like uh, pyrophol, uh, phosphonol acid, and a, a couple of other ones. Basically, the idea is it breaks down glucose, uh, the, the protein molecule into back into aminos and converts those into glucose. It's a super inefficient process, yeah. but it's, it's, it works well as in because we can't store protein, so all this spare protein is better off being converted to glucose to be used as energy. The problem with that being that that energy needs to be used, and it is, you know, it, it comes in as blood glucose, it spikes, and then, um, you know, you need to use it. That's what I'm saying, like, probably, you know, you're asleep, and your blood glucose spikes, you just got low blood glucose, and it's then gets converted to, you know, stored in the body as, because it's excess, so it gets stored in the body as body fat. You know, as we say, it's all excess calories then, because mm -hmm. we're not using it. You know, it's a process that was, it, the body needs for, like, when we are we're super active and we've used up all, depleted all our other sources, we need to start breaking down protein to be energy. Because don't forget, the brain mostly uses glucose. Things like the testes only use glucose as energy. 
So for, for certain things like, you know, pushing your metal, you know, we need to have a good sort of sexual health, good sperm health and everything else. You need parts of your diet. And the body knows this. So when those things are depleted, because you practice, they break down protein molecules in order to, to allow these things to happen. So it's an inefficient process, so it's not what we should want for our energy sources and live purely on protein, but it serves a purpose. And the other thing yeah, is when we talk about keto diets, that's why keto diets should be you know, moderate protein, not high protein. And a lot of people go crazy and eat a lot of protein and basically I guess back to glucose or pointless. And people don't even realise this. So um, so that's what it kind of boils down to. It's like, you know, being able to free up more energy from protein. Yeah. And I think, you know, always remember, it comes back to energy balance. You know, you can overeat protein. <laughs> you know, just because it's you think it's protein, if you eat more than, you know, the energy that goes out, yeah, gluconeogenesis can happen and you can store that as body fat. So, um Yeah, I mean, protein is known as a thermogenic food in that, you know, it takes it takes more energy to break it down. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that is quite negligible, you know, so eating a lot of protein, you know, is is not like a green light to, to, you know, automatic fat loss. Um, Although although saying that, I always say to my clients, I'd always rather you overeat protein than undereat. Yes. Yes. But and under eat things like your carbs. You know, keep fats where they are. Right. If you're gonna have you know, like for some reason you go into like all these or you can eat barbecue plates. <laughs> keep your carbs low because all that all that meat's gonna convert to protein, uh it's gonna convert into you know, and into glucose later you're not gonna use it all. So therefore you don't need Excellent. the potato yeah. and the other carbs that, you know, just focus on yeah, and, and I think, again, remember we need protein for so many other things, so even if you overeat it, yeah. even if it's not all of it going to muscle protein synthesis, you're still going to use it for other things that will hopefully prevent the breakdown of your muscle, which is what we all want to keep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think maybe we should talk about protein quality now, because not mm-hmm. not all protein is is equal, you know. Protein quality, you can kind of base it on, you know, does this protein contain all the essential amino acids? And I think the highest... Sorry, I've got a good point for this. It was explained to me as in protein is like an envelope. The actual protein is an envelope. It's what's inside that envelope that's important. Mm -hmm. So not all envelopes are the same. It's a bit like when you're a kid and you get a Christmas cup and you grab it and you hope it's Cash in there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's kind of what it's like, you know, as well as just this cup. But, um, so that's basically what protein is. These envelopes filled with amino acids. And, you know, different protein sources will have different amounts of amino acids. That, that, that's a good analogy, yeah. So I think whey protein is at the top. Um, it is a very high quality protein source. And then there's beef, egg, casein and on the lower end are the sort of plant-based proteins soy products and wheat so if you're looking at that 
you know, if you're a vegetarian or, or vegan, you're going to have to eat more protein than someone who consumes animal products, you know, to get in all the essential amino acids and for, again, for veggies and vegans, you know, that can be difficult in terms of the quantity of food you have to eat, but also that those veggie protein sources do contain a lot of carbs, generally. Um, so it, it, can, it, can be, it can be very hard, um, you know, to, to do that and keep your carbs, carbs and fats in check and just, yeah, in terms of the, <laughs> the amount of food. Like, if you, if you compare beef to, uh, I don't know what, beans, yeah. for example, you're going to have to <laughs> eat a lot more beans to get the same... And, that, <laughs> and that's just extra yeah. calories. Well, that's the thing, though. Yeah. So, sorry, um, yeah, sorry, it's quite an interesting second. I was going to say, um, I think, like, Ashi did a series on this a while ago, the dietitian, and about protein combinations. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and in order to get, like, with a vegetarian, especially a vegan thing, you, you know, you've got to combine your proteins to get enough amino acids. So, like, there's only... Um, a few complete uh, protein sources um, for for vegetarians, like things like tofu, dami, tempeh, all these sort of fermented ones, soy milk, soy yogurt, quinoa, amaranth, uh, buckwheat. But with all of those later ones, the amaranth, quinoa, amaranth, buckwheat, and you, you know, a heavy load of carbs will come with that. Yeah. So to try to balance your, your macros becomes quite a difficult yeah, prospect. Then, then I was also reading, um, like for vegetarians and vegans, it also depends on the ratios. So you mm. can have your black beans and lentils in a certain ratio to get good amount of protein. But if yeah. you mess up, say, your ratios with lentils to black beans, you end up having to eat way more just to, to get the... Uh, protein, say someone is having from a hundred grams of beef, and that's where yeah. now it becomes hard because it means you you need you you need really really good nutrition knowledge for you to actually sort of be that's a thing you do. yeah to to say okay I'm going to do uh, twenty grams of black beans with forty grams of you know soy or whatever and it'll give me. That complete. The thing is the ratios. Yeah. Like my favorite one, favorite combination is nut butter and bread. Mm -hmm. Wholemeal bread and a nut butter. Yeah. Sounds amazing. <laughs> right? And you will get, you know, once you get the ratios right, you will get a good level of protein. But then what else do you have? Your fat. You have a fat. Yeah. <laughs> you have <laughs> carbohydrates and, you know, in the, you know, in the bread. So, you know, and in the nuts as well. So, you know, it, it does throw everything else off. Yeah. Trying to reach your protein targets. Yeah. You know, obviously yeah. things like um, tofu and like you know these sort of uh, what they call micro proteins like mm. quinoa mm -hmm. uh, the corn stuff is um, useful in their complete proteins. Um, but again, you know, it's a little bit harder to get in Kenya. Yeah, I think that um, tofu you can get. Tofu, yeah, yeah. tofu. Uh, you get a bit bored eating so, tofu tasting like rubber the whole time. Okay. 
I guess for vegetarians that eat eggs, it's a lot easier. And who eat whey, then they're good. But vegans, it's very hard. I mean, we can't... Yeah, vegans are far extreme. Yeah, and it's, it's... I mean, there are some vegan bodybuilders, but, you know, like you said, you need a very good... You need yeah. good knowledge of nutrition, how to combine things, and of course your body supplement. Most vegan bodybuilders started off building muscle on a normal diet. Uh, like the majority of them, like a lot of the really good vegan bodybuilders weren't always vegan. They let that come Good point. Good point. Yeah. So yeah. it's a little bit easier to maintain than it is to build. Yes. But, you know, uh, it requires a lot of work. It is, it's hard, it is. It's a yeah. science. Yeah. It is a science. And I think let's let's talk about leucine. Leucine is one of the, you know, the, the, the essential amino acid for muscle protein synthesis. It has, um, well, it, yeah, it stimulates it. Yeah. Um, and that, that's quite a complicated pathway. But like like protein quality, different foods have different amounts of leucine and if you're getting into it, you want each protein meal that you have to have, I think it's between 20 to 45 milligrams of leucine. Um, and sort of foods that are high in leucine, like eggs, um, yeah, yeah. yeah casein, beef, poultry. Um, so again, none of those sort of plant-based <laughs> proteins are out there in leucine. Um, so this is where it can be very beneficial to supplement. And I mean, most good quality whey proteins have high leucine mm -hmm. contents. Um, and, but I mean, with leucine, you've got to remember you, it, it is very important, but you need it in combination with other amino acids. Like, like, you know, people who drink BCAAs, which is just leucine and two other, um, I think, branched-chain amino acids. You can't just have it by itself. It's not going to be helpful, you know. You need it with the other ones. Um, so that's where supplementing, if you're, um, especially if you're vegan, with essential amino acids is much more beneficial than just having BCAAs on their own because you need a, a combination of them. Um, yeah. I actually start my day with EAAs. Yeah. Like, so my morning routine is yeah. I wake up, I go to the kitchen, get a litre of water, I add a small amount of EAAs with some rehydration stuff and a multivitamin, dissolvable multivitamin, and that's the rest of them. And that's how I start my day because, you know, we need these amino acids and I like to try and push back my first meal as far as I can, get away with. Yeah. So I get the amino acids in. But it is, you know, you can't, yeah, as you were saying, leucine on its own is kind of redundant. You know, you, you need like isoleucine to work with it, and with all the other essential amino acids. It's combinations to, to work, process. Um, yeah, we've got, like, you know, various enzymes in the process. So, a lot of people, we are talking about um, uh, intermittent fasting. You know, I'm not, you know, intermittent fasting is just not having anything for a few hours. It you know, makes zero sense, you know, because, you know, you need, a, you know, you need those essential amino acids in your body to start processes. 
and not just protein synthesis, which is something we desire as gym goers, but actually most essential amino acids are pretty much used in, in different combinations in every process as we discussed. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. important to sort of, you know, make sure you, you if you're a vegetarian, to have these sweets. I mean, I was telling them, I have a couple of vegetarian clients for religious reasons, especially, and I would say get EAAs in, find a good vegetarian protein, have a combination, and you'll be good to go. But yeah, for some of it, yeah. Yeah, because I, I think it's the one supplement a lot of uh, vegans and vegetarians will really, really benefit from. Um, because I mean, with, with uh, loads of plant foods, unless you know each and every combination of your legumes and how to do them, you you will not really get the you'll you'll not get the EAAs. And um, you know, it'll it'll hamper a lot of processes and skin health and and a lot of other things you 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 know that goes with not having enough protein in the diet. Yeah, and so I mean, a lot of people yeah. say like BCAAs first. You know, should you get should you use BCAAs? And essentially, they're they're a waste oh, yeah. of your money because if if you are someone who does you know eat meat. Yeah. You'll, you'll get your BCAAs from that and yeah. again you'll get it from whey um, and you'd, you'd be better off spending your money on EAAs um, again especially yeah. if you're veggie or vegan. yeah even I guess even for guys or even who, yeah like yeah. I mean like Andy has it in the morning I think yeah. that's you know if you are in in the arena of like trying to build muscle or maintain it, and, you, and that's you know you're serious about that, then you know that can yeah. be very beneficial. Because you, it's my most used supplement. I will go through two tubs a month generally. <laughs> VA. Yeah. Problem is trying to make sure we get it because I, yeah, I like to have it into a workout. I like to have a little bit before bed in my last drink of the day, which I have a fiver. And I like to have it first thing in the morning. It may not be full scoops first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. full scoops like that at night, but, you know, depending. But um, it is my most used supplement. Yeah. Because you do find it's the one macro that, well, for, I, I'd say like 100% of the clients who come, unless yeah. it's uh, guys who are really into competitive bodybuilding, it's the one macro everyone seems to eat less. And I guess yeah. EA is. You know, if you don't want to track your meals, you're good with eating balanced meals. You know you're having enough protein. And sometimes, you know, you get your three, four meals. Appetite is up and down. EAAs would not hurt. And, and uh, whey protein probably, if if anything, they'll, they'll be way more beneficial to your progress and, and just overall health. Yeah. Yeah, clients always struggle with protein. And so when, when I start with clients, we... We just find out like what they're normally eating, yeah. and most people it's under a hundred grams. Um, so always like, okay, let's start on the sort of lower end of that optimal range. Remember we said one point five yeah. to two grams. So you know maybe maybe start at the one point five, and then you know once they kind of see what and how much they need to eat to hit that, then you can slowly you know work it up. I, I mean, I prefer closer to the two gram range, and especially if you're in a, a fat loss phase, if you're in a calorie deficit, you know, increasing, 
your protein can be very beneficial, um, not only yeah. for you know maintaining your muscle, but it is one of it is the most satiating of the the macronutrients. Um, yeah. So it's slow to digest. Yeah. Slow to digest. It makes you feel full for longer. It's just an all winning macro. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we love. Because it's the first thing you look at and you just, and, and I think even some clients think you're obsessed with protein because you always go first. It's like, okay, you're, we're looking at your protein and they're like, what, what, you know, what about the rest? And you're like, no, we, we, let's start here, then balance yeah, out that the is. rest. I, I like you, Let's start here. Yeah. yeah. We'll work we'll, 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 if we can sort this one out, we're yeah. already winning. The, the other yeah. Well, I guess it's hard because I think we've just, we've discussed before, you know, like, most breakfast foods don't have protein, like yeah, cereals man. and, you know, oats have some protein, but it's not a high quality protein, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, yeah, I usually look at clients' breakfast, I'm like, okay, let's see where we can add in protein here, you know, have eggs, or you don't, you know, have to eat traditional breakfast food for breakfast, oh, yeah. you, you can have chicken, you can have tofu scramble, you can have... Um, sort of what you would normally eat. Oh, chicken and rice. <laughs> chicken and rice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like, chicken rice, like, for, <laughs> like for me, I know I wake up and uh, when I was even with JP, it's something I, I found out I don't have an appetite in the morning. So the, like the whey yeah, and the seeds, whey, ground, uh, ground the seeds and it acts. Uh, I remember my mom used to say, you know, you drink porridge to sort of open up the stomach. <laughs> So for me, the way sort of acts like that to just trigger the the processes to get you feeling, you know, like okay, I can I can eat yeah. more food and that appetite thing is, just goes away. I always say on. the same thing because everyone tells me the same thing. Like, oh, I'm just not hungry first yeah. in the morning, <laughs> not particularly, you know. So one of the things I find works is a way uh, smoothie, mm-hmm. especially if you train in the morning. If you can consume a way very smoothing with some oats in there. Works You're perfect. good to go. Yeah. yeah, that digests really quickly, really. I think that might be our intent. food later, yeah. like things like, like, things like protein porridge is a snack, yeah. maybe even before bed with a stupid way as well. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> like that is actually a better snack or a day finish of in a heavier, big oh, yeah. meal. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. And again, most snacks don't contain protein sort of snack oh, yeah, foods it's, it's... so again i always tell my clients let's let's look at high high protein snacks so again like a, a whey protein shake with berries is a really yummy mm. snack or yeah protein oats you know or boiled eggs or you know just tr- you know a, like bread and peanut butter at least that's got protein in it or beef jerky scrambled egg on a bagel Scrambled oh, nice. egg on half a bagel is mm. a great it, snack. It actually, in fact, yeah, okay, it wouldn't be like it, it sounds delicious right yeah. now. <laughs> scrambled egg on, on half a bagel. Sounds it'd be, amazing. It'd be actually interesting to sort of see the first um, like meal plan that ever came out with snacking, because you find it, it even like say you go on Google and Google a generic plan and all the snacks it's it's cubby snacks and it's like a you know there there've been changes in diets and uh, all these fads and everything and i'm guessing that's why somehow in people's head you think snack and you think you know sweets and um 
high fatty, uh, you know, trans fatty foods, crisp. Because anytime you mention snacks, everyone goes into the sweet and uh, very high sodium foods and and crisps, such uh, trans fatty foods. And it's, it's, it'd be interesting to see where that came from. Exactly, if you get enough protein in your meals, you're less likely to exactly, binge yeah. snack anyway because yeah. you're satiated. It's like those sudden changes in hunger hormones because you're probably digesting protein. And so, you know, and I would say you're better off with a, a protein snack. Yeah. One of my favorite things in the UK is like, you know, you get a little packs at Tesco's like most sort of chicken or like it could be tandoori chicken pieces. Jerky was cheaper here in Kenya. It, it's like the perfect um, protein snack to have. <laughs> yeah, built on it. Yeah, just walk around with it anywhere. Yeah, bag, I mean, yeah it's like a protein bar. That's the reason protein bars go well. Mm. Because they're not, yeah, they're not great necessarily because of the sugar alcohols in there yeah. for your digestion. But one a day, like when you get really peckish in the afternoon, you know, that actually will plug a hole because of the protein in it. Yeah, or Greek yogurt. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a, a, a good one. Yeah, with the berries. With the, the berries, fiber, yeah. With the grain, you know, snack. Yeah, so it's. I mean, we always talk about you know getting your big rocks in place first, um, but with protein, you know, it is important as you've seen, especially if you are in the business of trying to build or maintain muscle to have you know between your twenty to forty grams every three to four hours, um, you know, so it is, it is worth just, you know, planning a little bit more to, to try and achieve that, um, rather than just, you know, having all your protein or, you know, a lot of protein in one go, because you, you will not use all of that for muscle protein synthesis. Well, not to say yeah. that it's a bad thing, but just, yeah, to keep that. In yeah, it's just, just a bit of advice. If, if you're working, you know, performance, strength, muscle building, avoid doing the intermittent fasting and you 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 realize a very big improvement in in overall performance and just how you feel, how you digest well, your, your recovery. meals. Yeah. Because don't forget, protein is essential for your recovery mm. as well. Um, and yeah, just to recap, you know, not, not all protein sources are equal. If you're vegetarian or vegan, you've got to be, you know, that <laughs> you've got to plan that much more. And so yeah. for you, it would make sense to get high quality, you know, if you're a vegetarian. It's a dietitian. Yeah. It, it, it's serious um, about training and being a, a vegan or, or vegetarian, doesn't, especially doesn't eat eggs or animal products. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you, you should at speaking to the uh, the dietitian to try and work out your protein combinations and ratios. Yeah, so you'll probably have to eat more <laughs> protein yeah. to get, you know, enough of a high quality protein to stimulate, you know, muscle protein synthesis. You know, don't waste your money on BCAAs. If you're going to go for anything, go for EAAs. 
Um, and again, yeah, high quality whey protein or, or plant-based protein powder because that's um, the highest, yeah, it's the highest quality of protein and it's just super easy to and versatile to get in enough protein. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. those would be those would be our, our main tips there. I think one more. I, I was just going to say just because you're vegetarian or vegan doesn't mean you're anti-protein. Protein is very important. So as much as yeah, the meat well, for ethical reasons or whatever, just remember protein is still very important for you and just just keep that in mind as there are still many options out there for you guys. Yeah, something I would say to vegetarian vegan people that uh, you know, want to be healthy, you make sure you get your protein, but you may have to increase your output. You may oh, yeah. have to have a little bit more cardio output because you are going to be taking a lot more carbohydrates okay. yeah. to do that. But that's okay because you, you, know, you are feeding the meat. Yeah. You know, this is trying to keep that balance. So, you know, You'll, you know, you'll be getting enough things by having a little bit more yeah. Mm -hmm. um, exercise. Yeah. yeah. So I think that concludes our series on the macronutrients. Each one is really important. Um, and I mean, protoss, protoss, very important. Um, and just, I think, yeah, the hardest one for people to get in. So I hope this episode was helpful. Um, in terms of sort of breaking down what protein is, what it's used for, and you know how to go about eating it for optimal um, health and for muscle growth. And we are almost done with season five. We've got one more episode left, <laughs> um, and then we will be preparing for a new season. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Time just flies. Well, yes, on uh, that, uh, that note, we will see you next week.